1: And I am your first weird host, Megan Silito, and I am joined by my partner in crime Suzanne Stuffer. How's everybody good today? We are gonna, good morning, good morning. We are have an awesome topic. It's kind of a hot topic with us right now. It's actually kind of been an ongoing hot topic with me for quite some time, I have to say, but today we're going to be talking about going beyond set points. And you know what? I think I talk about this a lot in kind of different ways. How would you, Suzanne, describe this idea of set points to the people?
2: The way I would describe it is that there it's kind of like um, the way I tell this to my clients all the time. Our body has a set point with regards to our weight. So like our body likes to be in this kind of comfortable Five to 10 pound ratio. And it's actually science um, has proven it that we, that our bodies um, like to be this particular weight. And so when we try to diet or we go like too low, or even sometimes like if we go crazy on a cruise ship for 10 days, you know, and eat everything in sight, um, our bodies can't actually don't really want to go too far above. Like, So there's this place that our bodies like to live comfortably with regards to weight. Um, And it's based on safety. It's based on what the body knows. Um, It's based on a lot of factors, metabolism, like all kinds of stuff. Um, But really, it's based on safety. Um, The body feels safe and comfortable in that place. So likewise, in our lives, I would say that we have a set point it's based in safety that's based in comfortability of like what kind of vibration and and level of um of everything that we can have um you know in our lives and um especially for those of us who have had trauma um especially as a child or abuse or whatever our set point um can actually be really low Um, And then as an adult, we really have the opportunity uh, to raise that set point so that our, uh, you know, our experience of joy and love and abundance and all kinds of stuff, you know, all the good stuff um, is possible that we can actually receive it. So that would be how I would describe set point or upper limit. I mean, this concept comes from Gay and Katie Hendricks. Gay wrote a book called... Uh, the Big Leap, and in that book, um, it talks about the upper limit problem, um, and it's a book that I cite a lot with my clients because, you know, for, for what it looks like for a lot of us um, is that there will be some area of our life that's going really great, um, you know, that's going beyond what we've done before, you know, so maybe we have, like, more money, right, than we've ever had before, and um, and then this other area of our life like starts to kind of fall apart. Like we, you know, like our relationship, we start having relationship issues or, you know, we have illness or something in our body. Um, And so we can rise above in one area, but then some another area kind of like falls apart in a way. And so that's a a very typical way that um, upper limits can happen. But I would also say that it's very, it can be very subtle too where you're really happy and joyful um, and then you have this very negative thought that comes into your head that literally, um, changes your, your, your energy or vibration from super joyful to pain, pain or fear or whatever. So it can also be very, very small moments of time where we're actually in, you know, that place of, Look, kind of like sabotaging our our joy or the the good feelings that we're having or experiencing in our lives. Yeah, I so another one that um
1: that I've been very good at is creating sort of physical injuries when I'm just about to go to the next level in athletics. And I've been I, I've been doing that one mm-hmm. since I was like twelve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're about to go on the vacation of a lifetime and you wake up with the flu. Like,
2: that, mm-hmm.
1: like, a lot of stuff that we think is, quote, unquote, accidental is really our systems going, ah, no. And um, I want I wanted to say a little bit why that is. Because I think that a lot of people think that it's personal, why the... Why does God hate me? Why is the universe doing this to me? All of that. By the way, none of those are questions. We'll talk about that in a second. But what happens is is that our reptilian brain, that I affectionately call the croc. Um, actually, you know, I just remembered my class I did called "Drop Your Croc and Rock." That was actually really mm-hmm. a good class. When we talked about like really like because we were talking about it specifically with criticism. And how the survival mm-hmm. brain uses criticism to keep us at a particular point of energy, right? And keep us from going beyond that. And the, what happens is is that in our brain, okay, the reptilian brain has been around, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 years, right, on the planet. And it's like, you know, how we survive for a really, really long time. And the cerebral cortex or our you know, our brain that goes into oh, what's possible and consciousness and love and joy, that's re- that's kind of the new kid on the block, relatively, 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 right? Because it's only <laughs> been around for for a few thousand years. So the croc brain is so 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 developed, and it, how it keeps us safe, or how it's decided to keep us safe, is to keep everything the same. So, as, as mm-hmm. much as it can, it will try to keep us doing the same thing because it worked. You know, it kept us alive to a particular point. And so, if you will, if we willy nilly take too big of a jump in terms of change, in terms of, like, a leap of joy, like going from ah to wee. That's why a lot of times when people do, like, a workshop or something like that, and they get all, like, hopped up, and a lot of times, like, a few days later, they'll hit some kind of ugh, because what happens is, mm-hmm. is that the croc brain, and it, this is how the set point works, the croc brain is like, okay, she just, okay, she's, that's just a little bit more joy, um, pretty much everything's still the same, We're okay, it goes back to sleep. But if you make a real big leap, oftentimes it engages the crock brain and it will begin to actually pull in um, circumstances, thought forms, whatever it can to bring you back to the place where it feels like it can control everything. So what Mm -hmm. if like when bad shit was happening, um, that was actually a sign that you'd raised your set point? And what if you could actually look at it from, wait, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this means that I've alerted the cross media, you know, of my brain because I've actually (laughs) risen above where I've been before. And when you actually see that, I mean, um, Gay and Katie Hendricks say that in the work with them, it's just basically, it's really the only problem that exists. And there's a lot of talk in access consciousness right now about problems are invented. And that's that's absolutely true. And even this problem is invented, right, on some level. This problem just happens to be invented in our biology. So Mm -hmm. it, it requires a little bit of awareness and some tools to actually start changing that set point over time. So one of the things that I used to teach my clients, and I would tell my clients at some point, actually what I'm trying to do with you, and this is why I like to work in packages instead of one-offs, because I know that somebody can come in and I can make a really big difference really quickly. Like you probably experienced that too. Somebody comes in for one session and you blow their mind, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, which mm-hmm. is really awesome, but for me, the change happens if I can support them and in incrementally raising that thermostat in a way that does not wake the crock up. So that's one way to do it is to got kind of like, and you probably know this from your work as being a trainer of how you help people change their fat thermostats, right? It's like if somebody mm-hmm. loses like 20 pounds in two weeks, um, I imagine that that can create a backlash because the body does is, yeah. like, freaks the body out, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. If
2: they're, totally. doing, if they're
1: yeah. changing, go, yeah. What do you want to like? Is there something like
3: go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's
2: it's like I think that's why we've been playing this three percent change game for many years now. I mean, this is a um. Something that a concept that Megan introduced a while ago and that I play with and that we play with together and with our clients because there's this incremental change that can occur that actually allows, like you said, like your croc brain to still like sleep. You know, imagine a crocodile, like it's going to open its eyes if there's like a little bit of you know movement it's so funny because I'm in New Orleans right now so I'm like in the midst of um you know swampland and crocodiles and alligators so it's really funny that we're talking about the croc brain in that way because uh I'm 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 amongst the crocs um but they'll they'll open their eyes with, like, a little bit of uh, some kind of flurry of activity, and then they'll close them back again, right? Because it's like, oh, no, see, there's nothing to worry about there. It's only, like, this slight change. It's a slight breeze, you know? But have you seen that Facebook video where the alligator actually takes off the, <laughs> the bumper of a car because the car is coming, you know, down the path or whatever, and it literally, like, strikes and takes the bumper off. I've watched it, like, five times. It's fascinating and amazing to me. Look it up. Alligator um, eats the bumper or something like that on Facebook. But um, that is our crack brain, right, where it's, like, sudden activity and our brain's like, oh, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. So this 3% change, this incremental change of, like, no, everything's okay. Everything's safe. We're all good. And we can, um, you know, change our set point. I would say for me, I absolutely in my life have raised my set point, my upper limit. I don't, I can't even tell you the difference in my life. Um, just from not even compared from being a child to now, but just even like in my 20s and then even in my 30s, you know, like, um, it's incredible. Um, you know, how, how much we can change our set point. I would have never imagined even 10 years ago, the kind of lifestyle that I live now, the kind of joy that I have in my life, the kind of freedom and success and everything. Not, I, I couldn't even have imagined it. And so this is a practice that I've been at for a long, long time. Um, and I would say that it's very, very, like, there's some tools, I think, that we're going to share today as far as, like, how to incrementally raise your set points. Um, but it's also about just being in the game of it, recognizing it, you know, uh, being aware that that's actually happening in your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Awareness is the key, boys
1: and girls. And I would just like to say that, the the incremental change is one way to do it meaning that like you know um you know doing ongoing work or being part of a group that's like 20 days or 30 days like all oh, there's there's a lot of people doing like 20 days of energy pulls i'm doing a 22 day money game right now and it really is about the sort of continued um increase of seeking for more positive energy over time And there are times where we make big leaps, quantum shifts, that sort of thing, right? And so we're going to talk about what to do with that, too, because it's like we don't want to control the amount of goodness. We don't want to control the change. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to hear that. That's just one way to kind of sneakily change the set point without, like, you know, disturbing the gator, you know, and having them bite your bumper off. But like when you have really really big change, um, there's a lot of things that you can do to um, really like and, and calm the nervous system is how I like to say it, right? Because the fight or flight system works on, um, I think it is the parasympathetic, if I'm not mistaken, that um, it just. It goes into short breathing. The nervous system gets alerted. It's, you know, I can take a, sm- a car off a small child. Like, it's that energy. And so one of the things that we can do is go through the body and, like, processes like bars or getting a massage or swimming, uh, going for a walk in nature. Nature is a great place if you're changing your set point to spend a lot of time because nature has mm-hmm. some set point. Mm-hmm. Nature, well, nature, nature is a nature.
2: It, yeah, yeah, that's exactly oh, yeah. what I was going to say, that nature is an acoustical um, vibration and wave. So it's like actually the antithesis of, you know, your body and PTSD. So it's like the opposite energy. So I talk a lot about um, uh, what I what I call, um, shoot, now I can't remember what I call it, but it's basically like um, rituals, you know, rituals that you have for yourself every day um and being in nature is one of like the best ways to um especially in big transition and big change to have your body feel at peace for your body to feel like it's it's okay so um that's a huge huge um tool um and even those people who i mean I don't know, I never used to consider myself like a hippie or anything. Um I <laughs> I used to be like ah, quite ah. a city girl and but you know and like... now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like talking to trees and, you know, tuning into the consciousness of um animals and birds and looking up, you know, the metaphysical meanings of things of of animals and insects and birds that come into my life all the time. Um, and getting into the pulse of Mother Earth, you know, like actually, um, doing earthing, like putting my feet on the ground, on the, um, on the, the grass, you know, walking around, like doing all kinds of things like that, um, to, to help me tune into my body and my essence. Um, so yeah, that's an amazing, amazing tool. Um, when you're in um, up-level, you know, up-level land? Mm, Up-level land. (laughs) You know,
1: I um, recently, um, I did two classes where I have uh, my partner in crime, Brittany Rogozinski, who I've been doing the money game with, has facilitated a body class at the back end. And I have to say it, really like um, she did that after the Dallas linear magic training and like watching the people that went to that and like their transition was so much smoother than I've seen other people do and like kind of going back. So it's like, you know, like giving like an access, there's tons of body processes um, like, but the thing about it is is I want to say is that we want to like, again, soothe the nervous system. Right, uh, whatever that is for you, um and like really like start becoming aware that the stuff that you're calling problem are is actually what the croc brain generates for you to bring you back to the set point. So if you focus on solving or fixing the problem, you'll actually solidify the set point. And, um, I, I know that Ash is talking a lot about this right now. It's like, what well, if you didn't have problems? And what if problems is how you entrain to this reality? And, but if you really become aware.
0: to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird live outside the box person you truly are if you've chosen a different path as a rebel an innovator a leader entrepreneur and change maker you're in the right place on love life and all things weird Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration awesome tools for transformation and full permission to be you claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m., Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
4: How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O.
0: This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back everybody to (laughs) Love Life and All Things Weird. I you know, it's so funny. Every week, every week for like the last month, I swear there's like something that happens with your headset and your connection. And then Megan's gone. She's like in mid sentence, you know, profoundly talking about some universal wisdom and then bam, she's gone. And we're all just like, What? W T F
3: so, you yeah, know
1: I'm back you know it's interesting because when I it, it it was really a, a strange thing because my my phone just disconnected and it wouldn't let me call back you know and then Rhonda put in the chat room she goes broadband broadband and I actually I wanted I it's cool because that's actually a tool that can help with yeah. the set point thing. So, it, like, I want to say something about that. Because, yeah. um, okay, so if you, if you try to, this is the other thing that happens. It's like we have like a couple of good days with our mate, and then we start going, oh shit, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we try to keep it going good. That's, That also a set point and you start constricting, you go into control and you will you'll gonna you're gonna bring yourself to that sort of upset place to kind of keep things in in tow, right? But when we You're getting um, good
2: with your mate. Your your mate?
1: Your mate. Your mate. Whatever your mate is for you, it could be your dog, it could be your wife, but your mate.
2: Did I just say that? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. No. Oh, Sometimes I oh, wonder Muriel. about you and your terminology. I mean, the other, like a few <laughs> weeks ago, she was talking. Can I just tell on you? Because we were talking to Madeline, who's my youngest daughter, and she's um, dating this new guy. And Megan literally says to her, "So how how's your bow?" <laughs> <Like, laughs> what? Like- <laughs> what? she looked at me like, like for- I was an alien. <laughs> you, like, from the 19th century? Like, who are you? So for all of those who have mates um, and you're getting along real, real good with your mates for the last few days and with then your, something happens. With your bow, your bow or your bell.
1: <laughs> <Jeez>. ah. <laughs> oh, yes, and so, like, Marion in the chat room said, so it's like, you pick a fight with your husband because you're afraid that it can't be that good or it can't continue. And see, that's the other thing is we, we most of the stuff that we stay stuck in, that we say, oh, I really want to change that. I'm done with that. I'm over that. I've had enough of that. (laughs) That's pretty much guaranteed you're going to hang on to it for a while. Because Mm -hmm. if you resist resistance, you solidify it. Right. That's
3: mm-hmm.
1: in my experience. It's not quite the best way to change. at a point. And yes, that there's like when there's those places in our life where like we go, yep, this is going to be different, and I'm choosing it, and I'm having it, and that's powerful. But what a lot of people do is they're like, I'm not gonna, I am done with that problem. But you, we have to understand that that problem is your status. It's like your um. You know, it's like your drive time. It's where you live. And so there's a part of us that we don't know ourselves in the state of joy. We can't conceive of who that is. We don't know who we'd be because we'd have to give up victim and struggle and all these other things. And so we will hang on to certain things so that we can identify ourselves because Mm -hmm. um, pure joy Requires us to go beyond identity. Pure joy mm-hmm. requires us to go beyond identity, and so one of the things that really holds that point in place is the the loss of identity. And so,
2: so that's let's do some clearing things. work on that. All right. So, would you like to that out? I really would. Everywhere and in every lifetime where you solidified your identity and therefore solidified your set point for joy and happiness and abundance and success and money and awesome sex and whatever else you want, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pack, all nine, shirts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere that you only know yourself through your... That point through your um, safe of vibration and consciousness. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yep. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And all your decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, Pez juniors, and DJCCs around your identity and your set point and your upper limits and your problems and all of that. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, online, nine, short, squoies, and beyond. What else? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, anywhere and everywhere that you think identifying yourself is more valuable than living in a state of joy, having an identity and a definition. So everywhere you've made identity and definition more vital, valuable, and real than joy and bliss. Can we uncreate destroy mm-hmm.
2: that? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So one of the things that I would tell like couples to do, like that, uh, when I when I work with couples, like pretty like right on is like right before a romantic weekend, right after or at the end of a romantic weekend, um, the couple will oftentimes pick a fight. And that has to do with, okay, we have to go back to our real life now with our real problems and our real whatever, and this this can't stay. And so I'm going to be the one in control of, like, going back to what's real and normal. And that's an that's an also important factor in this because we would rather tank ourselves and be in control of the tanking than have some unforeseen God or universe dropped the other shoe on us. So in essence, it's a race to drop that other shoe, but to be in control of dropping the other shoe, right? So anywhere Mm -hmm. and everywhere you have to control your bad news by creating it, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes? Right on. Good, bad, online, voice, and beyond. There's a great clearing in access, and and this these clearings that we're doing are based in access consciousness, where we ask a question, we let the energy rise, and then. We say gobbledygook, which actually is terms that direct the energy to clear at the point that they were created. So it's it's a really beautiful tool to just start opening up energy. And even if you don't understand what we're saying, just see how it feels in your body as we do this, right? So there's a great clearing in access called, what, and it goes like this, what energy, space, and consciousness can we in our bodies be be out of form, out of definition, out of control, out of linearity, and out of concentricity for all eternity, and everything that brings up everything that doesn't allow that can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes, yes, right, wrong good, bad all language yeah and and so control is a big factor too, like that's really what's happening with the settlers. We're trying to control our environment, we're trying to control the bad news. Even if, even if we have to like club ourselves over the foot, so there's the other shoe dropping. Yep, I knew it. And and we want to be right about that. You know, we want to be right about it. So one of the things that I that I'll say that I'll coach the couples with is like, at some point on the romantic weekend when things are really amazing, actually you want to take some space. You want to actually maybe go for a walk separately, or go get massages, or something like that. So, you can actually soothe that nervous system in your body and go, "Okay, body, it's okay, It's okay to feel good. See, look, we feel love and yummy and orgasmic, and it's okay it's we didn't die, <laughs> nobody died you know like and and then, if you can come back together, then you can keep riding that wave of increase and when it, if there's an upset that starts to happen, if you can identify, and this is in any area of your life, and we're going to be talking about money and creation and all the places where we push those set points all the time, right? Um, is to say like, wow, like everything that's coming out of my mouth right now is a trap, right? It's, it's not real. It's not real at all. Nothing that's coming out of my mouth is real right now. I am doing this to feel shitty, right? (laughs) And you and I have done this a lot where we go, wait a minute, what's actually happening right now? And we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, like we just had an amazing day or whatever it is. And then we just actually put the problem down and say, let's not talk about that. Let's cuddle. Mm -hmm. Let's go for a walk. Let's shut up. (laughs) Talk about something else, you know. Um, have a bath, like take a minute and, and actually soothe that nervous system so that we can come back and continue to increase the positive energy.
2: Mhm. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, just as a recap, like what we're talking about are actual tools to raise your set point. So the first bit is about awareness. It's about like, you know, many years ago, I don't even know what his name was but we um were working with a coach for a little while in our relationship um and he made the statement that if you're not actually like in a happy positive place, then there's a woundedness that's um surfacing there's a wounded child um or some aspect of your past that's like um showing up for you, and that was such a incredibly bold statement to say, like, if you're not like actually in a happy state of being, then you're in wounding and it's not your essence. It's not your truth. And I think, you know, that's, uh, that's something I've considered and thought about and worked on a lot, um, is those moments where I find myself dipping lower than happy. Um, and so much of that is just a fabrication, right? It's like a, actual place where we can choose we can choose out um and so what you're talking about right like those that moment of like whoa what that's that those thoughts in my head the stuff that's coming out of my mouth it's not true like um it's just a way to lower my um my happiness level today. And so choosing to take space, uh, choosing to go into nature, even taking just deep breaths for 30 seconds um, or or meditation or, you know, whatever um, brings you back to your body and to your essence. And then from there, like recognizing, you know, whoa, Uh, another tool that we've used for years is how does it get better than this? You know, especially like We like saying that when it's really, really amazing stuff happens um, because there's almost this topping out feeling, this energy of like trying to hold on to it, like you were saying earlier, holding on to that great moment or holding on to that great day. And so this place of how does it get better than this um, and really being a curiosity around that. I think, you know, there's so many access people that like almost kind of on autopilot say, how does it get better than this? um and so to me that's not as effective as actually being in the curiosity of that question um but yeah those are some tools when you're in that state of awareness and really if this is a new concept for you all for those of you who are listening it's really about getting curious looking at places in your life that you've called problems um and looking at particular fights or particular patterns that you've had Um, And looking at it from this lens of like, could this be um, my upper limit problem, um, you know, or an upper limit or a set point that I'm trying to go past and I've made it be something else and actually just getting curious about that process, about what what's in the way of you um, embodying and experiencing more joy um, on an ongoing basis. So everything that is in the way of that, can we uncreate and destroy all that please? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right, wrong, good bad. Pop topical minds for beyond.
1: So one other um thing that I feel like is really powerful is gratitude. Because, you know, like we were talk we've been talking about this in the money game, like peop you know, and I've done this forever in my own money game, it's like I'll like I'll like double my income and then a tax bill comes in or a furnace bill or something in my car breaks. And it's like it is almost equal exactly to the increase of the money. So that's a really great example of returning to a particular set point. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, like the way the the, the the baseline where I'm living has to stay the same in some form. But, like, there was a, a situation um, uh, about – I think it was about a year and a half ago where a client had discovered that PayPal had charged him twice for a program, and it was right before Christmas. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but we were coming back from a yeah, movie, I and I got the message, and yeah. I was like, at first I was like, "Eek!" Like, because it was it was like you know, eleven hundred dollars that I was going to get to refund him right before Christmas, and <laughs> I go a little wild sometimes. And so, at Christmas, and so I was like, I just paused, because I felt that fear, and then I was like, okay, cool, like, how does it get better than this? And I literally just went into my account, PayPal'd him the money, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know when I said how does it get better than this what it was, but I felt gratitude for the fact that I could pay it, like, you know, mm-hmm. how often in my life do I just have a surplus, right, In that, at that time? Like, like I don't know, it was like two or three years ago, I think. You know, it's like, wow, that's really cool. And then, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Christmas time has always been, and he's a friend of mine, too, has always been a very intense time for him. Like, his uh, dad committed suicide, like, all his stuff. And so, like, it was such a great thing for him to have this influx of energy at a time when it's normally, you know, a hard time for him. And I just knew in that moment, I just had this knowing that I actually was going to create so much more money the following year because I was able to actually not go into, ah, I can't believe I got this bill, blah, blah, blah. I just went into being grateful that I had it. And so like if what if we could be grateful when we hit one of those set points and go okay wow i just had two amazing days with this person and i i feel so much love and like what else is possible now what can i create now and this set point is telling me that um i hit i i'm pushing i'm pushing out my feelings so gratitude is one of those things that is a real potent principle that can allow us to continually upgrade our energy and create more and more abundance. Like gratitude and abundance is so, so intimately connected. And so gratitude is one of those things that we can generate and use to um, increase the energy of whatever's happening, be it an awesome thing, because some people freak out when they get... Somebody gives them a shit ton of money. They're like, you know, I've seen mm-hmm. it before where I've had clients come in because they got an inheritance and freaking them out that they have all this money mm-hmm. and they're going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And so either way, like looking at how actually to be grateful for whatever is coming in and seeing it as an invitation rather than an imposition. And then actually that's one of the, the secrets of turning the energy to posit back into the positive increase game. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we are gonna dive even deeper as we're gonna talk about and give you a way to change the set point that changes all set points. We'll be back mm-hmm. in just a few minutes.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you
4: been waiting to uncloak your magic?
0: 8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. So, we're talking about going beyond the set point of all set points. I mean, you have me intrigued, Megan. What (laughs) magical process visualization uh, (laughs) concepts we have in store to (laughs) let go of all the set points of all the set points? Please, 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 do share with the people. (laughs) Well, uh,
1: first of all, I want to say that we have these set points everywhere. Like we have them in business. Like I see this happen so much where somebody will make a big like something will crack open in their business and then they'll create problems with their staff. Or um I see this in I have a um a close group called the Creatorpreneur Club, uh, which actually I'll be starting up again in June. If anybody's interested in learning how to really open their creator energy uh in a dynamic way, um this This little group has been amazing as we've been exploring creation, opening that up. But that's one of the biggest things I'm dealing with in that group is that actually taking a creation, being in the creative energy and taking it all the way through creates such a high that people avoid it like the plague. That's Mm -hmm. why we avoid things. Mm -hmm. That's why we procrastinate things. It's like we don't actually want to feel that good. That as good as that mm-hmm. being in that creative energy and creative flow will. I mean, that's why, you know, couples fight after Romantic Weekend because that, that orgasmic bliss energy kind of really fucks with the crock, right? So we mm-hmm. have financial set points. We have set points for how good we can feel in our body, like... All of that. And and as you talked about, Suzanne, like you're living in a totally different life. And I would say that in the 22 years that I've been coaching and doing transformation, I've had like five reincarnations better and each one better than the last. So I'm constantly moving towards greater and I still see and notice where these places where I just like, oh, what am I doing here, right? And one of the things that I recently became aware of is that all of the thermostats are basically designed to keep joy, the joy thermostat, at a particular level. Because Mm -hmm. what happens if we have too much orgasm? What happens if we have too much creation? What happens if we have too much money? Uh, Joy, hello. And so... All of them are kind of filtered through the energy of joy. Now, I think we—I sh- shared this on a previous show, but that I think is a fascinating statistic, which is the average person can only feel joy for four to six seconds before they have to sabotage it, before they have to bring it down to something else. So, you know, I always say, like, if you've had a good couple of hours, a good day, a good weekend, like. Good on you because you've actually exceeded the norm substantially, right? And most people listening to this have already changed a lot of these set points. And that's the other thing you want to look at is how much have you already changed? Where are you? Be grateful for, you know, how far you've come and just don't keep focusing on where you're, like, crashing yourself, right? you got to look at the positive. And looking at, oh, like, what will it take to – have a continuous flow of joy beyond anything I've ever been, beyond anything I've ever experienced? What energy, space, and consciousness, energy, space, and consciousness are the prime materia of creation? Can we in our bodies be to go beyond any joy of living we've ever known for all eternity? And everything that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy it?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys' shirts. at and so the, so one, the one thermostat that you could change that would change all the thermostats would be joy, and to actually um, look for, be curious about seeking the ever increasing positive flow of joy. So, what would it take to? Seek and be and and nurture the continuous increase of joy. And this is back to the sort of the incremental thing is like if every day you're like, cool, what's it going to take for me to have 3% more joy? Like a lot of the games that I put out on Facebook and a lot of the things that I contribute to the world are secretly um, changing the set point. I mean, that's what the money game is all about. Like, what if we just played mm-hmm. with money for 22 days of all this crazy, fun stuff to actually get people used to having money be playful rather than survival-based? That's about changing a set point, right? And mm-hmm. so if yep. we play the game, and maybe we can do this on our Facebook side. I'm just thinking this right now. We have a, a Facebook group. That follows our radio show, and we have conversations after. And sometimes, if we if we give a tool, we'll post it there in the files. There's actually some cool tools in the file section. But so it's called Weird on Air uh, with Megan and Suzanne. And let's play a a, a, a daily three percent increase of joy and positivity game this week. How's that sound?
2: Mm, fun.
1: <laughs> I just. Uh, I, I just created a process, uh, a, a game for us to play. Are you excited? Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. I always, always like playing. playing your games. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> that's funny. So, um, so yeah, like one of the things that we can do is to to use questions, use questions to go, okay, universe. Show me the true joy of me. Show me the true joy that I can be and express in the world. And, you know, a lot of us, you guys, we actually came in with this frequency and vibration. But when we saw the, the crap of our family system, you know, we went, oh, don't be that, can't have that. You know, like, my, I was raised by my grandma mom, and she was tired a lot. And so it was like, can you imagine me? Like I'm bouncy at fifty three for hell's sakes, you know? Like and so I really subdued myself to kind of fit in and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they're in our body. We have so many more nerve endings and it's for the body to receive pleasure and bliss and pain. And so we have to activate those. And that's the uh that's the process I'm gonna do before we uh end today is I'm gonna do um let's just call it a joy infusion of like mm-hmm. a reactivation to, to support and to um, nourish the nervous system and to open the space to return to the true joy you truly need.
2: Mm-hmm. Anything you would add? To love that it. Want? No, I think that's real, real good. <laughs>
1: Really? That's all you got?
3: (laughs) Oh, no. This is so fun. (laughs) I'm
2: I'm ready. I'm ready for the joy infusion. Honestly. Are you? (laughs) I want joy infusion. Yeah. Like, could we just get on with it already? Get the joy infusion? I'm ready. I'm here. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like tuning into the energy. I'm like, I'm here. Let's do it. (laughs) You know what?
1: Somebody just increased my joy vibration in the chat room. He said, Megan, I thought you were 42 or 43. I'm like, you're my new best friend. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So I'd like everybody who's listening now and in the future to just take a couple of deep breaths in, in and out your nose. And by the way, um, breathing is one of those things that can calm your nervous system. You mentioned it, but I wanted to say something specific about it, which is that if you breathe in deeply like 4 to 6 seconds in and 4 to 6 seconds in your out breath in and out your nose, you will shift your nervous system from survival to um to the sort of the alpha meditative state. So that's a that's a really easy way to shift out of the fight-or-flight energy of the cross-brain. And it's simple. It takes for two to three minutes to change over your nervous system, just nice deep breaths in and out your nose. And so that's why I'd like everybody to start with this infusion, this activation. I feel it's kind of, I don't know, I'll have to come up with a name because it's somewhere in between infusion and activation. So... Mm-hmm. Breathing in and out your nose, nice and deeply. Breathing in and out your nose, feeling your toes. (laughs) And allowing the energy, just do like a very sweet body scan where you are aware of your body, like just start at your feet and allow yourself to come up your legs and up your whole body, but with gentle, sensitive awareness of this beautiful (laughs) this beautiful beast we call a body who is it's designed for joy it's been waiting for this it knows joy, it knows bliss it has so much to teach us about that and just thank your body for all that it's been for you just allow yourself to be in the gratitude of your body as you're just breathing in and out of your nose gently and easily hmm So all of the places and spaces where you and all of the molecules that that got turned off, turned down to fit into the median energy of your family, to fit into the baseline energy of this reality, ask your body and through your awareness and through your consciousness Imagine turning those molecules back on. And it looks like we might be ending our show in just a moment. Yikes. So (laughs) ask your body to raise your joy thermostat 10 degrees as you're breathing in and out. And as the music starts playing, Keep going for the next minute, and we might have to have a party 2. again.
0: Goodbye, everybody! Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.